Well, the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, soon to be Griner Meats and Grocery of Richland, Iowa, presents the Scoreboard Show. I've got Andy McGuire, uh, the voice of the Kyoto Eagles. Welcome to the program, Coach. Thanks for having me, Dave. Well, I guess uh, you're not a coach, but you're. Well, I guess you are a coach, so that's good enough. Not for the high school boys, just the uh, little leaguers. And you're kind of my coach. You keep me in line uh, uh, sometimes when we're working together. Well, uh, we we went our separate ways tonight, uh, and I saw a great game. It sounds like you had a pretty exciting game. Let's let's start with your game. Yeah, sure. Watch the Kyoto Eagles take on the Pekin Panthers up at Hillcrest Academy. The um, Kyoto Eagles get the win tonight, seven to one against the Pekin Panthers. Really solid outing from Aiden Anderson on the mound tonight. Yeah, really took care of the batters, which is really a pretty hot hitting Pekin Panthers team. And then uh, the Kyoto Eagles got the bats going early and often, and was able to run up a seven run score on them relatively quick and got the win. Mm-hmm. Well, did uh, how, how did uh, Pekin play? I thought that that would be a pretty good matchup, but uh, uh, you know. Kyoto is capable of playing really well and beating a lot of good teams. And it sounds like they, they had it together tonight, huh? Yeah, most certainly. The Kyoto Eagles came out with a lot of energy tonight, which they've been lacking at times through the season. But they were really ready to play. I know the boys have been hitting the cage trying to get those bats hotter. If you look at the batting averages top to bottom, not what you want to see out of a team. But they really hit the ball well tonight. And uh, like I said, Pekin Panthers, those guys can hit the ball too. But i got to give credit to, to uh, Aiden Anderson throwing just a gem complete game tonight for him on 86 pitches and uh, really took care of things. And the, the Kyoto Eagles defense played, I thought, one of its cleanest games um, of the year. There were just, I think, maybe one or two errors that really led uh, Peak in a chance to score, and they did get the one run in. But all in all, solid game top to bottom for Kyoto. Well, Aiden Anderson has been really pitched really well this season. Uh but he seemed like he was really pulling it together down the stretch. It looked like he put together a pretty good uh, performance. Yeah, most certainly. You know, like I say, 86 pitches, complete game. You know, I think uh, in that first inning, he maybe threw 12 or 15 pitches. And, you know, looking at the opposite side on the uh, bottom, or excuse me, yeah, the bottom of the uh, first inning, I think the Pekin uh, pitcher had up in the 30s. And uh, he could only go about four, four or five innings there when they had to bring relief in for him because he was running out of pitches there. So he was, you know, kind of struggling a bit. So uh, Aiden Anderson really had a great night, I think, was really the difference in the ball game. Um, but you got to give credit to Kyoto Bats and Kyoto Defense because they played a solid game too. Well, you're lucky uh, Keaton Wynn uh, used up all his innings against uh, uh, starting against uh, Toronto the other day, so they, they didn't have him available. Uh, yeah, I saw he got that one. That's that's a great story out of Southeast Iowa. Yeah, well, do you see that he, he started against uh, uh, Toronto the other night? What, six innings? Right. Yeah, yeah. I know he got in on a relief role. Was it down in St. Louis? Yeah, and then he pitched then, against yeah, San Diego. I think he had one more, but they decided to uh, put him in the starting rotation. And uh, he hit 99 on the uh, uh, radar gun. But uh, right. uh, you never know what's going to happen uh, in the playoffs because it's all that do or die stuff. And even those teams that didn't have the great record can uh, uh, make life difficult on you in a, in a playoff game. But- yeah, that's right. You know, I think a few years back, Pekin had kind of a rough record, but ended up making a run to the state. And I think they ended up with a state championship on a little better than a 500 record. So you never know what could happen this time of year. Yeah, you can get hot at the right time and you get going. But uh, 
Uh, did was it Toyota's defense that let, or was Pika's defense letting him down? Was it the pitching that let him down? Uh, and was it just some hitting the ball into some tough luck, right? Hitting everybody's leather or what? Well, I think Kyoto just did a really good job of finally hitting the gaps with the bats. Kyoto, I think, has been cursed all season. They put some good uh, lumber on the ball, but it seemed like they're always driving a position players. Tonight, they were really, like I said, hitting the gaps and being able to get on base and running base pretty smart. So I can't fault, um, you know, Pekin's defense because I thought that they played fine. Um, and their pitchers were hitting the zone, too. You know, that was one thing about it. Both kids that pitched for Pekin were throwing strikes. It was just a matter that Kyoto was hitting them, and they were hitting them where Pekin wasn't. So, what was the, you know. Was there anybody in particular that had a good night on the uh, with the stick? Oh, I, I, like I say, I think it was kind of top to bottom. Uh, Tanner Waterhouse, of course, we call him two-hit Tanner. He was really uh, clutch getting, you know, hit. You know, first at bat, uh, Caleb Waterhouse had a nice game. Aiden Anderson hit a couple out the field. Um, Evan Vinito took one off the fence. I thought it was gone for a second, but got a triple off of that deal. So really nice hit from Evan. Um, Chase Searin had a couple of good hits. Aiden McGuire was finally hitting the gaps. He struggled with that this year. So, you know, the, the ones that you normally see hit the position players were actually hitting the gaps tonight. That, that was a huge uh, boost for the Eagles. Well, you uh, there was another game played at that site, uh, uh, Hillcrest and Lone Tree, was it? That's correct, yeah, following and the Kyoto. The, uh, the 4th of July fireworks are uh, going off early there, weren't they? They were, yeah. There was uh, the leadoff kid or the Shrock uh, kid took one over the, I think, the right field fence, which if you've been to Hillcrest, the right field fence is pretty close. They do have a stacked fence to make it a little more difficult to hit it over there. I think it's like 259. So it's it's not a long stretch to get it over right field, but he crushed one out and then uh, followed it up with a his second at bat. I think he hit a grand slam. And then his third at bat, he hit another one. So I, he was hitting home runs left and right. And then to top that off, I think Grant Bender took one over the fence too. So, yeah, there were fireworks going on off all over the place in that uh, Hillcrest Lone Tree game. So uh, uh, that's the matchup, isn't it, for Kyoto? Yeah, Wednesday night, Kyoto will travel up to Hillcrest to play Hillcrest. Well, that's uh, uh, going to be a great game. Uh Wow, back-to-back-to-back jacks for uh, uh, Kyoto. I guess they got four home runs, huh, in one game. Yeah. There's a lot of teams that, well, I, I was covering the Wilton Beavers, and they only had two home runs in the whole season. Yeah, that kid had, like, you know, obviously on the Grand Slam, four RBIs with one swing of the bat. And then, uh, like I said, I think Grant Bender hit a three-run homer, and I think he finished the day one uh, triple away from batting a cycle. Well, uh, they're an amazing school with a lot of talent. But uh, you showed what uh, – um, you know, I, I've always thought the Kyoto Eagles is a damn good team. Uh, and I've seen them play a lot, and I haven't seen them always play good. But there are nights when uh, their their outfield defense is so good, their infield defense is so good, their, their hitting is uh, – when it does, it does seem like they either hit in bunches or nothing at all, don't it? Yeah, it does. You know, and I hope that this is an indication for Kyoto that they've gotten on the bats and maybe will come up – on the upswing and get hot you know this is the time of year that you need to have that happen they've had uh, the last handful of games where they've been close you know they won the game against ev on a two nothing score which you know ev at the bottom of the conference you kind of want to see a little bit better score than that but you know Kyoto before that had been struggling getting the bat on the ball and now hopefully they're getting a little bit of confidence and go to hillcrest wednesday night and who knows what could happen hopefully they can make it go well uh i want to thank uh uh 
Oh. Oh, I can't even remember the name of it. Anyway, I went to uh, Wilton, or I went to West Liberty to play in a field that very much reminded me of all the fields I played on in the 1970s. I don't think there was a level anywhere near that field. Uh, the pitching mound was really high and, and wasn't very big. And it was like, you know, you take one step, it's like step in the Grand Canyon. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it was not, it was always like that when I played, you know. Uh, right. Sometimes there's dandelions up to your knees in, in the outfield trying to catch balls. But it was a really well-played game. Tipton uh, had not had a very good season. Uh, but, uh, in fact, they recently just played their three-game set with uh, – um, with Wilton and Wilton and won all three games, you know, but sometimes that win in that fourth game is not that easy. And uh, they did see a pitcher that they hadn't seen to start with. And, and he really threw a good game. Uh, actually uh, the only lead Wilton had in the whole game was with two outs in the bottom of the seventh inning when they, uh, uh, they had the game tied, they, they get behind then they scratch it a little bit. They got down two to nothing and they got it down to two to one and they tied it up two to two. And then, uh, Tipton got another run three to two and it just kept going like that. And then I think in the top of the sixth, uh, Wilton left the bases loaded three times in this game. Uh, but they, they'd get, you know, one run in and tie it for three to three. And then finally with two outs in the bottom of the seventh, uh, the, the, uh, pitcher from, uh, the pitcher from Tipton hit a guy with the bases loaded and uh, two outs. And so that forced the, the winning run across like that, man. And the place went nuts. Now there was a massive amount of people there uh, in, in uh, West Liberty. And I would imagine with two games, there was quite a few people there for your game. Was there? Yeah, absolutely. Especially towards the end of that first game, um, you know, Kyoto and uh, Pekin playing. And then uh, the Lone Tree crowd started funneling in and the Hillcrest crew was there already to start with. The Hillcrest boys were watching that game, trying to get a feel for what was going to be coming at them next. And so, yeah, it was a it was a phenomenal crowd there. And talking about the field, you know, and your throwback to 1970s, that Hillcrest field, I hadn't seen it. This was my first time there. And they actually have grass base paths from home to first and then from third to home with uh, the line from second to third, uh, first to second, second to third. So that was a bit of a throwback there. And like I say, the right field fence was only about 260 yards out and had it stacked too high to try and create almost their own little version of the green monster, I guess. And then uh, out in center and, and left field was a little more of a stretch. So really interesting place to, to watch a game, beautiful scene. And uh, yeah, the Eagles got it done. Well, uh, I got a score here. I'm looking at on Thunder Country, and Danville has taken a four to three lead in the fifth inning. How about that, huh? Good night for Kate. Yeah, who saw that coming? Well, Kate and Clara hands that to plate. Maybe he'll change something up here. But uh, you got any other scores or anything for me before I uh, let you go? Uh, the one score I was going to share, you and I chatted about this before we, caught, we jumped on the podcast. Highland goes down one to nothing to New London. Yeah, you know, New London uh, uh, had a good stretch down there at the end. They had a really uh, tough season, but I think they won like four of their last six. I know Wapolo had a pretty rough season, but they won their last four games in a row, which is hot. I don't know who won that. They played a Winfield Mount Union Columbus combo team. Uh, 
so I don't got any scores on that. But there's a lot of great games that I was kind of trying to keep my eye on uh, that I haven't been able to. But uh, stick around, folks, and we will uh, we'll get you the scores that come. I think I got Andy Kretzinger is going to call in, and uh, we'll see what we got. Well, uh, anything before I let you go, Andy? No, I think we covered it. Go Eagles. All right. Well, uh, Andy McGuire reporting on a Kyoto Eagles win. Stick around. We'll be right back. It was a Wester drug that I was thinking about, uh, of Wilton and uh, Muscatine. They paid me to come up there and call that game, so I want to thank them. All right, well, we'll be right back. Well, we're heading over to Wapolo, Iowa, uh, to talk to Jeff Mills. He's had his ear to the to the railroad tracks, and he's he's heard some trains coming, and he's here to report that with us, although I do have some absolutely breaking, incredible news. Uh, the, the Sigourney Savages pulled it out with two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning as uh, uh, they were down by one run, and they got a bases loaded hit by pitch, which is exactly what happened tonight. To me, it was like deja vu all over again uh, with the uh, Wilton Beavers. That's how they won. Won their game with a hit pitch. And then uh, um, they scored the winning run on a wild pitch a couple pitches later, but they walked in that the, the tie and run. But yeah, the Sigourney Savages uh, uh, do come through with the 5 4 win, although Danville gave them all they could handle uh, uh, and was leading that game till the very, very last uh, uh, batter there. But uh, uh, an incredible night. But you have some scores for us. Could you uh, uh, share them with our listeners? Uh, absolutely, man. Sounds like it was a great first night of playoff baseball. Oh, just with outstanding scores. I, I, who would have thought Danville would push Sigourney to, to the limit there? I mean, that's a great win for Sigourney. But. It's, like, it's like the song, Take It to the Limit One More Time. But uh, at the end of the day, Caden Clarehan and uh, uh, company there, they got it done. But uh, nothing matters. It, it didn't matter what the record was tonight. Didn't nothing mattered. You know, all that mattered is it mattered how good you played tonight. And there was just, you know, just one run wins and one run wins and one run wins. And uh, you know, some teams put it together, put some really good good games together. But uh, a lot of teams that didn't have very good records really played well tonight. Absolutely. Well, what what do you got over there? I know. Uh, uh, there were some scores in your area that I was kind of interested in. Sure. Uh, uh, again, 3A and 4A didn't play tonight. So with the 1A stuff going on, uh, looks like New London edged Highland one nothing. Looks like a pretty close game. And they will move on to play Burlington Notre Dame on Wednesday. Uh, we also had Hillcrest over Lone Tree 12-2. And yeah. Hillcrest will play Kyoto, who won over Pekin seven to one. So well, Hillcrest had uh, uh, three home, four home runs in that game. Three by I think his name was Sprouse. Oh he, yeah, he was a leadoff guy, and then uh, Bender, uh, Grant Mindbender there. He hit he hit a three run homer. One of the home runs, the, the a guy that hit three was a grand slam. So. I don't know how many RBIs he had, but it was a multitude and a plenty. But you know what I'm saying? We're seeing guys hitting three home runs. We're seeing one-to-nothing games. We're seeing games decided in the last pitch, in the last at-bat. You know, we're seeing teams like Tipton and Danville just playing way over their heads. And uh, But we're still seeing these teams that 
you know, that are good teams that pull it together right there at the last minute and get in there and score, you know. Uh, Tipton got off to, you know, they got off to a lead of two runs, and it gave them a lot of confidence, you know. And they just kept playing really good defense and, and fighting it out. You know, the game I was at was super exciting. But what did you uh, – uh, do you got any other scores for me? Absolutely. Uh, in the bottom half of that bracket, Regina Catholic did uh, beat Wapolo. The final score is 8 nothing. That score just came in for me. Well, uh, uh, that's kind of what you thought. But Wapolo had hit uh, one of the last four games in a row. So I thought maybe they would uh, uh, do well. But they didn't get 10-run ruled. Uh, I think they played pretty good because Regina Catholic's a really good team. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah. Uh, for, you know, what they're dealing with and what they have, I think they play, probably play a pretty good game from what I hear. So, you know, to, to end the season on three or four wins, that's that's the way you want to do it as, you know, as a team. So. Well, what, what else you got? Okay. Uh, let's see what we got here. So the winner of that game, Regina Catholic, is going to play the winner of – Sigourney and Danville, which she just told me the final score. So it looks like Sigourney's going to take on Regina Catholic in the next round. Ooh, that's going to be a smoking good game, too. Yeah. Well, uh, looks, like, looks like it's going to be a good one. The other, the other scores I got are over in two-way. Okay, uh, that, I'm interested in that. So you told me that you were covering the Wilton-Tipton game, which Wilton won 4-3. to three. I don't so know about – I don't know if you got a West Liberty uh, – uh, West Branch score. I do. Okay, what's that? Uh, West Liberty one over West Branch six to two. So they're going to play Durant in the next round. Yeah. Let me thank Wester Wester Drugs there in uh, in Wilton and Muscatine. They stepped up and helped me get the coverage there. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but uh, I just want no, to get a little sponsors uh, a mention there. Yeah, no doubt. We appreciate those people. Well, what else we got? Uh, I got one more score, and it was uh, Winfield slash Columbus over L and M eleven three, which eleven was... three for Winfield Mount Union. You know, uh, uh, and Columbus Junction. You know, I think that's a good combination. Uh, I know that they have some talent. We missed getting over to see them the one time I I, I had them penciled in, but uh, uh, man, that's a big. That's you know they they has had a new coach last year that uh, I don't even know if they fielded a team. Or they hadn't had any wins or anything, and he took it over, and he started putting it together. And tonight, they they can hang their head on a playoff win in the second year. How about that? Absolutely, man. That's a big win for that team. I mean, they had five wins all year. L&M at nine, coming in against the team, you know, you could have gave up, but they didn't, man. They come out and come out and got the win. So that's a pretty big win for them, I think. Man, them underdogs came out swinging tonight, didn't they? They did. They did. And how many – they put 11 runs on the board? Yep, 11-3 to three was the final score, and I don't think anybody saw that coming. So that was a nice win for them. Well, that was one of them – you know, that was one that I really had penciled in as a game that I was really intrigued in. And, uh, hey, shouts out to uh, New Lund – or uh, to Winfield, Mount Union, Columbus Junction, two of my favorite towns, towns that listen to Round Guy Radio all the time and have been since the very beginning. Uh, so who, who, who do they play next? Uh, they are going to Van Buren County. Which oh my, I might call that game for them. 
Oh, really? Awesome. Well, we, we, we'll see. Uh, um, there's the, a chance of that one. There's a chance of me calling the uh, Wilton Beavers uh, mid-Prairie game. Uh, yeah. But uh, um, I sure do like that Jackson Manning down there uh, in Van Buren County. He's my – I think he's the very best baseball player that I've seen uh, this year. Uh, he's got f- over 50 RBIs, and uh, that just leads the whole state and everything. And really, to me, that's the number one thing. Driving in runs. If you can do that, man, pretty valuable. They've had a great season. That well, that's exciting. Is is yeah. that it? Uh, that's all the scores I got tonight. I'm still waiting on a uh, who was it? Uh, Central Lee and West Burlington score. But other than that, uh, I, that pretty much covers everything in our area. All right. Well, the uh, a three A and four A hasn't started yet, so it was a little schools night. It was the uh, the play-in games and the uh, that that's always some of the most exciting, you know. And uh, half the teams uh, uh, get to celebrate and and live for another day. But if these teams that won today play like the those those uh, underdog teams did uh, tonight, they'll give the next round a, a, a little bit more than they want, won't they? Absolutely. Uh, it's it's nice to see some of these smaller schools playing really well. Pretty, uh, really well ball at the end of the year, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just nice to see uh, some of these kids getting getting some success. So, Well, uh, once again, i uh, like to thank the Packwood Locker of Packwood, Iowa, for uh, soon-to-be Griner Meats and Grocery of Richland, Iowa, uh, for their support of the baseball season. And I definitely want to thank our very new – our brand-new sponsor, Western Drugs of Wilton – and uh, uh, Muscatine, uh, they're going to help us with the Muscatine football team, with the Durant football team, with the Wilton football team. They're sponsoring all three teams. How about that? That's pretty incredible, man. you got to get a hats after that. Well, we, we appreciate it. It takes – without those guys, you know what I mean? You you and I go out here, and we've gone out here for years and paid for it ourselves, and it, 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 it runs into some money, doesn't it? Uh, absolutely, man. All the miles, the time, and hours, and everything. But we're putting it all together. We're getting the we're getting the good word out about what a great season this was. Uh, certainly, congratulations to Coach Crawford there in Sigourney for that really, really hard fought win. Uh, to Coach Sharada there in Wilton for his extremely hard foot win. My hats off to the to the coaches at Danville and Tipton. Uh, great job, New London. Uh, great job there at Columbus. Great job, Kyoto Eagles. You get everybody knows I love the Kyoto Eagles, and they really put together a great game. Uh, congratulations on everybody for a great season, and uh, thank you, Jeff, for being with us. Is there anything else you wanted to say? Nope, I think that's about it. Thanks for having me, Dave. All right. Well, I don't know if this is all the scores you wanted, but this is what we could get done tonight. Uh, thanks for being with us, and thank you guys all for listening, and uh, Thanks to all the sponsors that helped us put this together.